Welcome back to the Free by Design podcast. I'm your host, Evan Williams, and this is episode 15. The process of decision-making is something that I always take my time with, especially when it relates to big decisions. I try to consider as many potential positive and negative aspects before making a decision. It can certainly be exhausting at times, but I do honestly feel that it's important to do so. It helps to make sure decisions are in alignment with your values, and it keeps you from ending up in situations where you feel stuck in life. On today's episode, I'm going to talk about something that I've wanted to do for years, but I've always rationalized and talked myself out of doing it. It's van life. It probably comes as no surprise, but I got caught up in tiny houses a few years ago. I fell in love with the idea of them, but this was really short-lived for me. Because even though a tiny house would be such a better option for me as compared to a standard oversized home... I soon realized that it just wasn't quite right for me. Their affordability, mobility, and simplicity are really great relative to a conventional house, but I still felt like I longed for an option that was even simpler. So then I began to learn and fall in love with van life. I became more and more interested in it, and I feel like depending on the frequency and distance of travel, Van life could really be the simple living solution that I've been dreaming of. I've recently been discussing van life in a bit more detail with a friend, Jess, from episode 12. And I've got to say, I'm still completely on the fence about it. She's going to be upset to hear this. (laughs) There is just so many pros and cons about it. And making a decision because of that is a little tricky and it's not really straightforward. Before getting into the pros and cons, I want to talk a bit about how I'm currently living. I don't currently own a vehicle, so bringing a vehicle into the picture would be a big change. I do travel full-time, but I tend to spend longer amounts of time in the places that I travel to. For example, this last year, I spent much of my time in Mexico, specifically in Oaxaca City, San Cristobal de las Casas, and Mexico City. They're all relatively close to each other, so last year, I took a total of three international flights and about six domestic flights. Once at a destination, I'll typically walk everywhere. I will, though, take a bus from time to time if I do travel outside of the town that I'm in. I also want to mention that any form of travel is a luxury and a privilege. I found a great article about how much of a privilege plane travel is and how damaging it is. The article is on YaleClimateConnections.org. This quote sums it up really nicely. Flying trashes the planet, and in many instances represents a wasteful luxury service for the globally affluent who may engage in binge flying. I don't feel like I'm a binge flyer having taken three international flights last year, but The flights that I am taking are certainly unnecessary. I have a remote job and I could, well, I should stay put in one place where I don't take flights and don't need any other forms of transportation. 
a city or a town where I could walk everywhere I need to go. So, yeah, it's absolutely a privilege to travel and live internationally. I'm grateful for these opportunities, but I do feel like I need to become more conscious of the impact of my travel. So I want to dissect the idea of van life. Would it be a less wasteful, more eco-friendly, and a generally better option as compared to how I'm currently living? Or would it be even worse? I'll admit, for me, the pros of van life are all very selfish. After outlining them, I can see that they all revolve around my own personal interests. For example, the biggest benefit of van life for me would be having more time in nature. A van would make it much easier to access nature on a regular basis. And I've been wanting to have more hands-on learning experiences in nature. I want to learn more about trees and plants and foraging. I also really love camping. So being able to access nature more easily with a van would help facilitate all of this. Generally, I feel that van life would make for a much simpler lifestyle when it comes to daily life and routines. It would also make my other hobbies more feasible. I play guitar, and I really miss having my own guitar around. My current lifestyle of living out of one bag, moving Airbnbs every month, and traveling by bus or plane from time to time makes it a little difficult to cart around a guitar. And likewise, it would be easier to have equipment for my podcast and Instagram, like a microphone and a camera. And I could certainly carry all of this with me and still live the way I'm living, but having a set place to put these things would certainly make things a lot easier. And the biggest non-selfish pro would be not having to take as many flights. The flights, however, would be offset by vehicle travel. An article on Mike.com focused on vehicle versus flight travel in regards to carbon emissions only. This is what the article suggests. For 300 to 500 mile trips, flying may be more efficient than driving alone. But if you have at least two passengers in the car, driving takes the lead. That said, there are exceptions. For example, driving with two passengers in a large vehicle, like a full-size van or truck, is still less efficient than flying. So, clearly, this non-selfish pro is either a moot point or even a con. So let's get into the cons of van life. As suggested in the above article, driving can be worse than flying when the vehicle is larger, like a van, and there's only one person in the vehicle. This is likely to be the case for me for much of the time that I'm driving. So as a result, van life would be less efficient. It would generate more pollution and would likely be more wasteful as compared to how I'm currently living. This is a big con for me. I love the idea of van life, but this con weighs very heavily on my mind. I would travel slowly and spend more time in fewer places just like I currently do. So that would certainly help reduce the severity of this con. Other cons for me are more superficial. One being ownership. Throughout my process of simplifying and pairing back, I've learned that there's a direct relationship between owning less and happiness. As I get rid of more things, 
I become happier. So buying a van and then loading it up with a guitar, recording equipment, a camera, and who knows what else, it all just seems wrong to me. There are really only two things that currently bring me somewhat regular stress as a result of having them with me. My passport and my laptop. I actually dream of having no laptop or having a less expensive one, so I could worry much less about it being damaged, lost, or stolen. The passport, well, I may just sew it onto my body somewhere so I'd never lose it. (laughs) The point is, I know that increasing the amount of stuff that I own will certainly add stress to my life. A vehicle is something that can and is actually likely to be damaged. In addition to being exposed to damage or theft, a vehicle also requires a lot of maintenance and paperwork, all of which is added responsibility. The pairing back process has naturally resulted in a paired back level of responsibility as well. Quite simply, the less stuff that you have, the less responsibility you have. Bringing a vehicle into my life means I'll have to make uh, regular maintenance to it, uh, make regular repairs, make sure it's registered, and also make sure it's insured. Just an overall major increase in responsibility. Now, there's certainly nothing wrong with responsibility. It does, however, demand a lot of your energy and mental space. What I'm opposed to is unnecessary responsibility. Having a remote job, I'm fortunate that I can live a life without a vehicle. So, in my scenario, this is something that would be an unnecessary responsibility. I'm very lucky to be able to make a decision about this. And if you have similar opportunities, you could design your life in a way that removes unnecessary responsibilities and simplifies your life. One last con I'll mention is loneliness. I know that there are a lot of van life couples and also a lot of van life meetups where fellow van lifers get together and even travel together sometimes. But I I still feel like the lifestyle's got to be pretty lonely. I'm a single guy, so I can't help but imagine van life would be quite a solitary way of life for me. Although I wouldn't move around very often. So this would allow me to establish relationships similar to how I'm currently living. Now, overall, I'd honestly say that I'm still on the fence about van life. If in the future, however, I do decide to experiment with van life, I'll closely scrutinize distance, cost, and overall use of resources. It'd be an interesting experiment, actually, and I would share it on this podcast. And if it turned out that it was exceedingly wasteful and inefficient as compared to my current lifestyle, then I'd stop immediately. This is why I value being very present and deliberate with the decision-making process. You give yourself the time to apply your values to the scenario or decision in question. It gives you the space and time to dive deep into what the reality of the decision would be and how it would directly impact your life. You can categorize and better understand what about it is truly valuable to you and what about it is simply superficial. Even though I haven't made a clear yes or no decision about van life, I've decided to prolong the decision and not rule it out. 
I consider that successful. I feel that it would definitely be a more wasteful way of life. But there clearly are ways to control the energy consumption through the size of the van, having more passengers when I can, and driving less. My own personal pros and cons are also very equally weighted, so I'm just not at a place where I'm able to make a decision yet. I'm happy to have reached this internal impasse with the decision. It's part of the process. Sometimes deciding to not make a decision is just as good of an outcome as making a yes or no decision. So take your time and be thorough with major decisions. And as always, keep cutting the noise and make room for what's essential. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and don't want to miss any future episodes, please subscribe to my podcast.